Today we are talking about sport and fitness. Yes, let's get that body moving. Also, just for our listeners, every time I say my name, I wave and I don't know who I'm waving to because Adam can already see me. <laughs> I did notice that. I was like, that's cute. Yeah. I'm like, hello. I'm like virtually saluting you, you guys. Um, so the thing we saw um, this week that we liked was the Cosmopolitan magazine cover for the February edition. Um, and it was basically saying, um, this is what healthy looks like. And the message was pretty much that, um, you know, healthy is not one size fits all. There, It comes in multiple different shapes and sizes. Yeah, quite excited for... I'm not a really big fan of Cosmo, but I'm quite excited for that article to come out because I think... It's about time that the the image of what fitness is changes. Mm. Um, and I also really enjoyed the timing of how this has come out when toxic diet culture is at its peak and everyone's like, New Year, New Me, get your body right after the holidays. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's one thing I liked about um, this PT that I'm following. Her name is... Courtney Black um she has you know like all these PTs do like the January challenge or like they do monthly or bi-monthly challenges mm-hmm. um so she was obviously going to do her January challenge and then she was like you know what I've just just decided to start my challenge on the 28th of December and we were like sorry <laughs> I was like you want me to move three days after Christmas is that wise <laughs> before New Year's Eve yeah I was like stop it, it um, also that's I've in between it. the the days where nobody knows what day of the week it is exactly and... it was that's... such a rogue move <laughs> but I loved it I'm still we're like two weeks in now and I'm like oh yeah it's been great um but yeah I thought that was interesting because she was like no none of this new year new me business it's what I want to do like it's same same new year same you just a healthier you and I was like I can vibe with that is it a specific type of challenge? Um, so she does not really. It's just like her <laughs> usual workout. So she has an app and she like uploads, she will record a workout the day before and then she'll upload it at midnight okay. the day of. And then you you have access to it. So you're essentially like it's a, it's like training with a PT. I'm really um promoting Courtney Black. <laughs> Use my platform for good. <laughs> um so yeah it's like training with a pt and you like you just watch her video and you follow along and it's super intense and she's got hit and weights um all the body parts that worked or body muscle groups body parts muscle groups (laughs) (laughs) body parts (laughs) all the muscle groups are worked and stuff it's just very intense so mother dearest has been joining me for that which has been v fun and we bought new weights recently and so we've been we've got matching weights and matching mats we're super cute Oh my gosh, that does sound adorable. I love that. Yeah. Wholesome exercising. Exactly. As long as we keep our bodies moving. Exactly. And there's not enough of like wholesome exercising. I think the fitness industry has like kind of explained what has, has set like this precedent of what fitness and healthy looks like. And it's mm. 
like a, a skinny but ripped person. Yeah. And it's like, you got to be a lean. And even people who are like bodybuilders have, I think, especially women who are bodybuilders have a hard time being like feminine and also quite muscular. Yeah. Well, as soon as you go too muscly, people are like, oh no. Well, there is a, a thing as too, too muscly. Muscles. Yeah. Well, that's what you, exactly, <laughs> exactly. I remember once my, my dad, he doesn't do it so much anymore, but I used to, when I was like, um, going to the gym and stuff, like a few years ago, I was, I'd be like, oh my God, yes, look at my gains, like flex my biceps. And he'd be like, mm, make sure you don't do too much. And I was like, what? I was like, why? <laughs> yeah. I was like, what is wrong? What's wrong with being muscly? But yeah, I think it is this old, um, viewpoints of, of women having to fit a certain stereotype and that stereotype. And as soon as you become quote unquote too muscly, then you look masculine and you're like, but why? We all have muscles. Literally. So why come, why am I, why do mine have to be not as toned as someone else's to, so that I can remain looking feminine, quote unquote feminine. I hate it. It's, <laughs> same <laughs> i don't know like i've like i remember when i was um gymming loads and i was really proud of being able to like deadlift 120 kilograms and nice. and you know people be like oh my god that's so much like your legs are like thunder thighs oh god i, like, I hate that saying <laughs> okay i'm also like i'm not fat yeah so and and like so if, if people are saying that to me i don't know what people are saying to people who are you know actually bigger and yeah have much more difficulty with their body image it's it's weird and i also don't think that like the before and after pics that are so popular with mm. you know fitness journeys i don't think those really help yeah that that's a hard one because i see a lot of people I was talking to my friend about this the other day and we were saying, and she was saying how people seem to become obsessed with the transformation less rather than like the, the journey, I guess, mm -hmm. like to becoming fitter or healthier. They're more obsessed with like the, Oh, look how much change I've made in like a week. So the people's before and afters will be like one week apart or, or, or two weeks apart. And you're like, yeah, that's great that you've made that change. But then, people who haven't changed much in two weeks or one week will then look at that and be like, maybe I'm doing something wrong often, not all the time, obviously. And, and yeah. then what ends up happening is people then are like, maybe I'm eating too much and they'll eat even less than they're already doing or, or um, just they'll make the wrong comparison, which is that every, everyone's bodies are the same. And if my body isn't doing what her body is doing, then maybe I need to do to do even more which is probably already more than you should be doing yeah um and one thing that interested me or something that i used to do was when i was when i was bigger i just wouldn't want to take the before picture because i'd just be like no 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 no, no. <laughs> let me wait until like my before is like more of an after and then i can just before that <laughs> and then take like a smaller picture so it was more because like when you then compare like now I have like actual before pictures and I'm like, okay, like I was bigger then. And now I've like, I've, um, I'm a bit healthier now than I was when, um, when I compare, it's nice 
to compare sometimes Mm -hmm. and be like oh look this is how far I've come look at how great I'm doing like months apart but I think it does depend on the person and the purpose of the before and after pics yeah I don't think there's anything wrong with like watching your own progress and I don't think that there's anything wrong with like identifying what you want to work towards Mm. as long as you're not like scrutinizing yourself or like shaming other people and I think yes that's where it becomes a bit difficult because like obviously yes if you are um going through a a transition or like a, a journey of whatever fitness journey it is that you're going through like you might want to track your progress but mm. i don't think that it helps if um you sort of glorify that the weight loss like i don't think weight loss is bad i think glorifying it is bad yes that makes sense <laughs> kind of because <laughs> i think Give when you glorify stuff please. it it makes it seem like that's the goal and right the goal isn't to quote unquote lose weight or whatever it's it's to just be healthy in yourself and maybe find ways that you can um work towards your personal goals right so like a part of your goal to becoming healthier could be losing weight but the you're you're saying that the the sole the sole goal shouldn't necessarily be losing weight yeah Okay, I got you. You know, like maybe your goal is, okay, like I want to increase my biceps by two centimeters in circumference <laughs> or something like that. Like that could be the goal. And then in that nice. situation, if you if if it, it if it means that you have to lose some fat in that area, like that's not the point, is it? The point was to increase your, your muscle mass right. by two centimeters. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. And also then with um, another thing my friends and I were saying about um, people losing weight is that, um, again, you end up comparing, like, especially with these challenges that we that we do, like the one month challenge I'm doing or whatever. If you see someone post being like, oh, my God, I'm so proud I lost like, I think someone posted that they lost like nine pounds in a week. And we were like, sorry for people who are on the metric system nine pounds is like four kilograms thank um, you for that conversion because i <laughs> do not understand the imperial system at all um, and um <laughs> it's just because she posted saying nine pounds and then i had to convert so i was like i don't know what that is <laughs> um so i did not just do quick maths that was the number that would have been very impressive head. if you did <laughs> so impressed i was like that was amazing um, what can't she do yeah. <laughs> what a mathematician um no nine pounds is like four kilograms and we were like how on earth did you lose four kilograms um in a week and for someone like me who i'm usually i'm fairly chill about um the transformation or like weight loss and stuff i'm like if it happens it happens if it doesn't it doesn't there's other things to measure yourself by like how healthy you feel how good you feel how well you're sleeping and stuff like that mm-hmm. even then i like looked at that and i was like jesus like have i what is she doing like is there something that i should be doing differently um and stuff like that and then it can make people um spiral because a lot of people were commenting like oh my god like how many calories are you eating like what is it like what's your deficit like maybe i should be doing this or like what do you what exactly do you eat every day like stuff like that um to get that same result and actually a, a four kilogram loss in a week or a nine pound that's loss very alarming isn't, 
yes, it's not very sustainable. Um, a lot of it could be water weight, all of that. There's so many different factors as to like at what time of the day she weighed herself the first time and so on and mm-hmm. so forth. So um, it's, yeah, I think it's important to note, important for people to be aware of the other um, circumstances surrounding people's weight loss or fat loss um, and to be to be careful in their in their own journeys yeah and I think also it's very easy to forget that muscle doesn't weigh the same as fat and I think that is a big problem when we're talking about like weight loss journeys or whatever like people don't take into account that sometimes maybe you may go down a dress size but actually go up in weight because you're increasing your muscle and um and that's kind of like a big problem with like the metric of the BMI because mm, it, it well, really. I was just going to say, apparently a common misconception is that weight doesn't weigh, weight, <laughs> muscle doesn't weigh more than fat. It's just muscle takes up less space than fat. Cause obviously it's the same, the same, like, like weight you know, that, weight. T- the time, the, Oh God, why are my words not my friend today? The, the, um, you know, like that quiz where it, that quiz question where it's like, what weighs more, a ton of feathers or a ton of lead? Oh and yeah, like a, ton is, a ton is a ton. It's exactly the same, but yeah, true. it's just that weight. T- oh gosh, muscle takes up <laughs> less space than fat. But yes, BMI go. <laughs> yeah, no, that's actually really great clarification because it's just more <laughs> dense, isn't it? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Denser, it's more compact. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but like the problem of like BMI does not take into account uh, like your muscle because what is it? Mm. Body mass index. Body mass index. Yeah, it doesn't take into account muscle at all. And I think, oh it, it, yeah, there was basically the story that I read a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really remember anything any details of who they were and stuff other than there was a a bodybuilder and she went and had to have like an annual checkup or something. And then basically the nurse that had to take down her BMI was required to tell her that she is classified as obese, even though she had like, like less than 15% body fat at the time because she was preparing for a show. So um, yeah, it really doesn't take into account like your, your muscle mass and, and and how can you look at someone so this nurse had to like literally look at this person who's like completely ripped in muscles and had to be like yeah You're classified as obese you need to lose fat and that was something that that nurse was required to say that you need to lose weight but it's wild then because like okay well she could lose more she could lose more fat but then she'd essentially be like just bone bone and muscle like that'd be nothing unhealthy to have less than uh i think it's nine percent for women yeah at the very extreme for like three days um and i was reading um i remember seeing an interview of uh like an actor who was saying they were preparing for like a shoot where they had to have like um ripped like a six-pack and he was saying that um it's like a it's a proper process up until the day of the shoot with the mm-hmm. with the six pack and like three days before you eat like way 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 less and then like and you drink maybe half as much as you usually do of water so maybe a thousand liters and then two days a thousand liters one liter <laughs> a thousand liters a thousand That's liters half of your recommended daily intake. <laughs> 
hydrate yourselves, people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. Uh, a thousand milliliters, one liter. <laughs> My maths cred has just gone out the window. <laughs> it's okay. No one knows you're an engineer. <laughs> it was great for us. Now they do. <laughs> uh, was an engineer. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> one liter and then um the day day two two days before the shoot it was um like even less food and then like maybe one glass of water or something and then a day before the shoot it was just like not much food and no water so the the, the point is you're like dehydrated so that your skin is really thin across your across your muscles so they look super defined and I was just like and he was like obviously it's horrible and you're you have no energy um and you're like please just let's just wrap this shoot up so I can like drink some water or whatever and I was like so yeah I, that made me your story about the um losing more the woman having to come out of quote-unquote obesity the only option there is to be super dehydrated or super unhealthy yeah there's just no no in between it's not right um but bmi has always the bmi scale has always really interested me because um again this is so topical because i've been talking with my friends about it all week (laughs) (laughs) but health and fitness and exercise um and we were looking at our bmis we were looking at what um is considered healthy for our our height and does age come into it a little bit height and height and weight but if you do it on like the NHS calculator, they ask for your age and ethnicity. But I don't think that really changes much. Anyway, um, and it was showing that like I could go down another 30 kilograms and still be considered healthy. And I was like, no, no, oh my gosh. <laughs> no, no, I would be sticks and bones. <laughs> and you're quite like, tall as well. So that's quite a lot. Yeah. And I was like, how is that? And obviously that would be me then borderline healthy slash and then underweight. Mm -hmm. But still the fact that I could be be that like 30 kilograms less and still be considered healthy. I was like, I just don't understand. I don't understand how and I don't plan on um, testing that out either. Because, because, um, yeah, I just don't think that would be very healthy. And I just think that's, I don't know. I think it's an, an outdated chart that wasn't put together very well to begin with and should be more used as a guideline rather than absolute fact mm. um but i am obviously not a medical professional so <laughs> or a, don't yeah, me. I'm, I'm not that or <laughs> nor am i a fitness no um expert either but i just think that there's probably a better metric i just think that you know we find all of these ways to measure things but why like clearly like a lot of the factors that come into how a person's weight i guess is defined is is just it, a lot of these factors haven't been considered when when this metric was put together like you said it just wasn't well thought out and there's so many things that can that can influence a person's like outward healthy appearance mm. you know underlying conditions you know maybe you have disabilities like is is bmi disability friendly like what if you have um an amputated limb how does that come into it because and obviously you're so much lighter than someone who otherwise would have had that limb Mm. so i just i don't know i think there's lots of room for 
Great point. Another point my mom always brings up is like, um, like sumo wrestlers, for instance, they are, they are athletes mm-hmm. um, and they are very fit, <laughs> very, very fit and healthy. I would not personally want to take on a sumo wrestler no <laughs> in chance. the ring no, or you. anywhere, <laughs> in the ring or anywhere. Um, and yet they would be classified as um, obese. Yeah. Which again, and then classified, then therefore classified as unhealthy. And you're just like, but why? The same as um, rugby players. I can't remember the position they play, but it's usually like the defenders, the people at the back. Um, they they tend to be a lot bigger than the the people at the front who do the running and the the sprinting and the scoring. Um, sprinting really and the scoring, the people at the front. <laughs> really great technical. God, we terms. know our sports. <laughs> we the, really the know for- these the front people at the forwards. That I think. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah the back people but yeah they the, back <laughs> people. <laughs> the defenders i promise i do sport it's not rugby <laughs> they tend to be yeah they tend to be bigger um not as lean or as toned or as muscly but they're still very very healthy and again you do not want to come up against them no on the pitch because they're built that way so that they can be better well, they're defenders. built that way so that they can't be moved, right? Like, well, exactly. That's why we said they can be better defenders. Like, <laughs> yeah. And they are can't so healthy, you. they will knock you yes. over with like a flick of the finger. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Oh, dear. One get, day I'll get the term correct. <laughs> but I guess that kind um, of leans us into this idea of like body positivity and the body, yeah. like the bo-po movement. What do you think about all of that? Um, I think I I like the movement. <laughs> I think it's very nice, yes. <laughs> especially as um growing up. Like when we were when we were children, there was definitely a, a lack of that in in terms of role models or people to look up to who who weren't all um tall and skinny, yeah, um, or tall and or like toned or um. Where the six pack men always had it. The, the what we grew up with is men always had a six pack, and women were like toned. Women very rarely had six packs in like TV and stuff like that. Yeah, um, and zero and representation was, of like fit non-binary and trans people. None exactly. Representation of them. Exactly, and there was nothing. There was nothing else. Like they were, they were the only thing, two things to strive towards. So then you end up thinking that if you are not that, then you're failing, and that that is what you need to work towards. Um, and so I think it's it's actually really nice that we have this, I guess, movement or industry or like the times are changing and people are more, society is now more accepting of all, all body types and shapes because that is, that is what society is made up of. Um, mm-hmm. It's actually a very small percent of people who are the super toned and the super fit. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to strive to that either. But the fact that we, people are more accepting of, other body types is really nice to see yeah i like it i like the um i like the body positivity movement but i I also follow someone who's a big advocate for body neutrality um Mm. so it's you don't have to be positive or negative about someone else's body or whatever but just to recognize that "Mm, okay people have bodies yeah so true i like that i prefer that actually (laughs) you don't need basically saying you don't need to have an opinion just just do you yeah like if yeah. someone's gained weight, you don't need to make a comment about it. Or if someone's lost weight, you don't need to make a comment about it. 
Yeah. Um, and it's not the point, you know. But I, I do think that body neutrality would be nowhere without body positivity and obviously mm. the work of um, the black women behind that movement who aren't also at the forefront of that movement. But <laughs> we'll all find ways to police women of color and specifically black <laughs> women's bodies. Yes. Um, do you remember that story? Because I mean, I think you're right to say that um, the world is more accepting of the different body shapes and sizes, but I don't think that that applies in professional sports just yet. Do you remember no. the um, the South African sprinter, Caster Semenya? Caster Semenya, yes. Follow her on Instagram. She's great. Yeah. So her and there's this Indian athlete. Oh, I think she does like shot put and stuff. I don't know. Her name is Dutty Chand. <laughs> and both of them have been policed in very different ways. Um, that they're both like they've had to go through so many like checks uh, to even validate the fact that they are women mm -hmm. um people have like really invaded their personal body privacy to to validate the fact that they're women and just because they may have like higher testosterone levels than the average woman um yeah they're being policed in very different ways and Castor Semenya has been like told that you know none of her her wins count as wins because she has too much testosterone and so is that official now i think uh, so. they've been taken off of her dicks because so. on, on i remember um she like won one case but then recently i think the international body of something or other rude people were we don't like, even want to know their names nah. <laughs> no exactly international something <laughs> they were like um, international buttholes <laughs> Yeah, yes. <laughs> national buttholes um, said, um, nah, in order for her to compete, she has to um, take supplements that decrease her t t testosterone levels. Yeah. And this really pissed me off because obviously the whole situation was really um, upsetting, I imagine, for her and just for people who supported her as well. Um, but the fact that they were like, oh, you can compete, but only if you take supplements that decrease your testo testosterone that levels. suppress your, yeah, yeah naturally produced hormones. Yet um, Michael Phelps was the, the swimmer, white mm -hmm. male swimmer, um, very won like so many gold medals in the Olympics. Um, he was celebrated for the fact that he had like an, un he didn't produce as much lactic acid as other um other athletes did which actually enables him to well, it enables you to swim better because if you're lactic acid basically if you're when you produce lactic acid it it's essentially what gives you cramp in your muscles um and it's a build up of oh pgcse here we go it's, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it, it's caused by there not being enough oxygen in your like bloodstream or whatever anaerobic exercise gosh Wow. I really love that subject. That Truly, this like. episode is what Annabelle can do. Like, what can't Annabelle do? Yeah. <laughs> like, truly. It's educating the masses. <laughs> <laughs> One PGCSE lesson at a time. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically, he produces less than the average athlete. Mm -hmm. um, 
but they were like, it's just so amazing that he produces less and like, look how great he's doing. Like, wow, wow, wow. So something that just naturally occurs in his body. Yeah. Caster Semenya, black, a black woman. A lesbian comes- who is masculine presenting, who's not a yeah. hyper feminine woman. And the fact that she's queer also matters, I think. Yeah, for sure. For sure. They're taking all of this into account because they, you know, the society hates everyone that's not white and male. Um, <laughs> she came along and straight. She came along um, with her high levels of testosterone and they were like, nah. So yeah. And, you, and same thing with Dutty Chan. Like both of them were policed so much for something that happens naturally to them. And, you know, where does that leave people who are who are built slightly different than what's normal because okay gender isn't binary and where are people who are like for example intersex where do they fall yes also what if we're just i don't know this is where science like this is where the science starts to fade out and we need an actual scientist but what if we're just like developing what if like women are being born with more testosterone in their bodies it's the same way like this is a really weird fact but you know there are more people being born with webbed feet like webbed digits well i mean we're animals we're constantly evolving exactly that will help you swim are they gonna say to that person soz you just need to snip snip that (gasps) (laughs) oh my god because the other people i didn't think your reaction would be as no but you know when you get like a paper cut in between like your fingers oh Oh, god i've had sorry enough to know that that (laughs) obviously that won't happen (laughs) but what are they going to say that say that next to to the next person yeah it helps them swim better no and also what was wild to me was there was this woman who competed against Casta Semenya and she's one of the primary people who complained and I think like started off this whole like "Mm, it's unfair because she's faster than me narrative um i'm just upset that there's someone that's better at me at the thing that i'm competing in (laughs) and and i was like sorry hold up if Castor semenya was not in the race it's not like you came second and would have come first you came like fifth oh my god really yes (laughs) i understand everyone was like shut up like what sore loser to the next level even if she did come second like that's still not a reason to like Casta Semenya has been through so many tests and the same with the um the athlete you were referring to as well they've been through so many tests and and stuff like to prove when they shouldn't really have had to had to do all that um and yet yeah this this one woman comes along like "Mm, I think it's unfair that I came fifth Mm -hmm. when Casta Semenya came first and everyone was like just go away yeah well, I mean, if anyone actually wants to learn more about how the they've been tested and and the the ways in which they get tested, which are f- flipping horrifying, um, mm-hmm. there's a great podcast that's made by this period tracking app. It's called Clue, and the the podcast is called Hormonal. And on there, they have a really good episode on how our hormones can influence us in sport, and it's a very good episode. Um, 10 out of 10 do recommend 10 out of 10 will scar you what was the app called it's called clue clue it's a good tracking tracking app for for those menstruating human beings i've only heard of flow flow is pretty good but i'm gonna look into this clue business thank you give me little updates you're not ovulating anymore and i'm like (laughs) thanks good to know um but yeah i i think also 
it doesn't when we police women in this way and say like okay like your testosterone's a blah 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 like there are so many people that have um reproductive health issues like for example what if someone has PCOS and with PCOS you do have a a higher testosterone balance that doesn't necessarily mean that that person's got more advantage because um some of these for those who don't know acronyms please oh PCOS. yes um polycystic ovarian syndrome thank you um, that was for me, but also for, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. for the audience too. <laughs> well, yeah, so PCOS, and it can be very, some people have it awfully and they have it, like it's debilitating for some people. Mm. And what about people who have like endometriosis? You know, like all of these things happen to people's bodies. And if we're, if we're policing these people's bodies in ways where like we're, you know, these professional athletes are having to say like, when was your last period and what was it like? Wow, wow, wow. And it's like... Mm. Okay, but our bodies are complex and these yeah. rules and regulations are very like narrow margins to work within and that eliminates so many people who are extremely talented and like allow it. Um also another thing that annoys me is like who decided how much testosterone a woman should have well, should you tell should not me, Annabelle, who did decide <laughs> who did decide? Men. Was it a woman? <laughs> Was it a woman that decided how much estrogen a woman should have? No, no. I don't. Obviously, rhetorical <laughs> question. We know the answer, but, <laughs> but it still annoys me because, like, yes, there is like a you can have like a general range, kind of the same with that like BMI. You can have the general range, like a guideline, but that doesn't mean that when people fall in and out of that guideline, like you don't see anyone looking at a man being like oh you'd have less testosterone so you, you must be a woman therefore you cannot compete in our race no did they say that did they even test the testosterone in the men probably not no because annabelle didn't you not did you not forget i mean men are perfect <sighs> this topic has really got me stressed out <laughs> i'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so anyway yes. Yes. um but speaking of people of color and uh, women of color in fitness there is still a um lack of representation i think in the in the industry in the sport and fitness industry um and that is i don't know i feel like there's there's something i'd like to do there with that I'm not sure what yet in in a, in some time in my life i <laughs> I would like to help with that, but um, what do you think on that on that topic? Well, I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, what we met in the lacrosse team at a time when we were the only two people of color on the team. Represent. So, I mean, <laughs> I think <proof laughs> that <laughs> representation doesn't exist um, as as well as it should. I also did uh, something called Borders Up Borders. I learned how to skate with skateboard with some with some people um mm -hmm. who put together this initiative to help bridge the gap between young women and non-binary people of color and sports and physical activity because there's not a there's not enough access and not enough opportunity especially for like working class communities um and i managed to do this whilst i was in birmingham mm. we ran this campaign to try and help um raise some money so that people could continue doing that whole program for free for the next couple of years and um, one of the stats that shocked me was that, like, women of colour um, are not as active as white women and young young people. Um, 
so on average, like in general, women don't really participate in as much sport as men. It's like 30% of women. But then once you break it down into categories, it's like 20 something percent for, for black um, for black women and non-binary. 20% of that 30%. Uh, 20% of young people, young women and non-binary people in black communities are active in some sort of sport. Got it. And for South Asian women and non-binary people in the UK, it's 12%. Wow. And so, like, obviously there's loads of different cultural taboos associated with doing sport um, from different cultures, but that stat shocked me so much. I've grown up playing sports all my life and to hear that is is really sad and when you look at the when you look at the images of like who fitness represents i mean you don't really see that many brown women in the first place that's true um even though like yoga has become such a massive like fitness phenomenon it's been extremely gentrified um and and you still don't see as much representation of the people who originated this the uh, the practice (laughs) yeah yeah, so true. What um, was it you were saying about the um, the international yoga day? Oh yeah, I can't remember which. It was like a major fitness brand. Um, I can't really remember. I think it was Nike, but or maybe Adidas. Anyways, one of them, big names. They posted on Twitter like "Happy International Yoga Day" and they had this like picture, and it was like all white people. And it's like <laughs> okay, like it's it's not that white people don't do yoga or whatever, but it's mm, it's the really. fact that there is so much erasure of where the practice came from um yeah and it's just another thing that's being gentrified and colonized mm-hmm. yes quite <laughs> but <laughs> in terms of like how we met which was file across whoop, whoop, there are um lots of alternative or quote-unquote alternative sports out there and fitness ventures that people can get in can get involved in and that i'd obviously like to see more more people in general but um people of color becoming exposed to because there's so many different things out there that people can be can be good at and enjoy that's more than just like running or the gym mm-hmm. which are also great things um so obviously lacrosse is one of them skateboarding is one um pole fitness I'm so excited for the day that we go to Kalechi Studio. Yes, we are going one day when COVID stops being our worst enemy. <laughs> um, but yeah, like Pole Fitness that has a lot of um, uh, negative energy. No. Connotations? Yes, negative connotations attached to it. Um, but it's actually pretty hard. I've not done it before, but it looks pretty hard. So, um, and it's a lot of core fitness and stuff. Um, and yeah, just stuff like that. There's so, just so many things out there that different people can get involved in. Um, while we're here on pole fitness, I have done it. It's very hard. It's so much fun. Yes. And I would really Amazing. like it if people stopped sexualizing the sport. <laughs> thank you whilst we're here <laughs> thank you for coming to my in TED this talk. essay i will 
<laughs> no, very true. Very, very true. I think that's why um, there's a lack of people people doing it because it is um, so hypersexualized um, and people don't want to be associated with. Because as soon as you tell someone like, oh, I'm going to, maybe, I imagine as soon as you tell someone that you're going to like a pole fitness class, they'll be like, oh, like pole dancing. Are you trying to be a stripper? Are you a stripper yeah. on the weekend? Okay, well, first of all, strippers, very strong cause. <laughs> um, yes, give them your money. Yeah, literally. <laughs> they they earned every penny of, of their money. But um, but yeah, I'm glad you made that point. I find sport and fitness for me is definitely um, my happy place. And it, it makes me feel great. Endorphins. Endorphins are fab. Um, and I think if more people were getting out and moving, then I would... I personally would be happy and obviously everything's about me, but (laughs) 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 joking. Um, I think it would be good for people if they, um, if more people got out, got out and moving. Good for mental health as well. Definitely. And to some science, you know, do it with the intention of making yourself feel better as opposed to exactly searching for some fake ideal that has just been sold to you because it's profitable. <laughs> mm, I love this quote the other day. It was, um, move your body because you love it, not because you hate it. Oh, that's nice. That is nice, isn't it? <laughs> How wholesome. This is, these are, this is all coming from your um, wholesome exercises with Mama Akintoya. Like, it is. <laughs> we love it. We've really been loving our lives at the moment. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to another episode of I Saw You Like This. A big thank you to Season for producing all the music on this podcast. That's S-E-A-Z-N. They are a wonderful sibling duo who are making some pretty, pretty sick beats. So check them out if you can. As always, we had a lot of fun recording this, so we hope you enjoyed listening as well. Please give us a follow on our Instagram page. Um, The at is just, I saw you liked this. Um, And there you can DM us, let us know what you thought of the episode. And also tell us if there's anything else you'd like us to talk about. But until then, see you next week, soon, around. Hey, hey.